Oh, really? Good evening, Lake Church. <laughs> right on, right on. Hey, we just want to welcome you all here tonight. Thank you for coming out, battling the elements to be a part of tonight's service. We appreciate it. Hey, we want to give a shout out for our online audience too. Looks, yes, 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 yes. And uh, for a few minutes here, let's just take some time, get on Facebook there, tag in, let them know where you're at, what we're doing. Maybe share the service with somebody that uh, that needs to be, hear some good word. Amen. Amen. Man, I'm tell you what, I'm so blessed to be up here tonight. Uh, love to be up here sharing and being a part of and doing what I feel like God's called me to do. Amen. Amen. Well, let's do a few announcements. We got uh, Rick Renner this Sunday. This Sunday, looking for a, for a good, powerful service. I... Uh, I've read several of his books and watched a lot of his stuff online, and I'm really excited about him being here. We also have the Winter Fiesta Fundraiser Dinner for Train Children's Academy, February the 10th. Go ahead, shout it out. February the 10th at 630. That's $25 per person. Registration can be done online or with a TCA representative in the commons on Sundays and Wednesdays. Amen. And then, Super Bowl Party Sunday, February the 12th at 6 p.m. And that will be up at the big building on the hill at the Children's Ministry Building. Uh, Now, that's not a men's meeting. That's a football enthusiast meeting anybody that wants to show up we we just urge you to wear your favorite team's jersey come in have a good time we're gonna have some food they're gonna have taco meat chips and queso will be provided but i believe there's a sign up sheet if you want to sign up and bring some extra stuff uh you know that that sweet stuff or some extra toppings for the nachos or whatever, please, please, there's a sign-up sheet in the, in the deal. And like I said, we encourage you to wear your, your favorite team's uh, jersey and just be a part of it. It's just fellowship time. We'll have the football game up on the big screens, but we'll have games and all kinds of stuff going on, but it's just a time of fellowship, getting to know each other, hang out with each other, just have a good time. Amen. Amen. Now, my favorite time, favorite time of the service, it's offering time. Amen. Amen. So I had this deal all planned out, and uh, I was going to use Bob Yandian's God's heart for the giving, but I feel like tonight that I just want to share from the heart because... Offering time to me is a very special time. It's one of the few times that I really feel like that I put my full heart into something. Amen. See, God did not spare his own son for us. 
And we all know John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. So that none would perish, but that we could all have everlasting life. And I was, I had a few minutes. I got to spend with pastor the other day and we got to talking about the love of God and just really knowing how much God loves you. And I've been meditating on this all day and it's, you know, and Isaiah said it pleased him to bruising for us. It pleased him to bruising for us. He did that. That's the love that he had for us. I mean, he knew the end from the beginning. He knew what was going to happen. He knew his son was going to be set on majesty. He was going to be set at his right hand. But what he did know, what he did know, was that he was making a way for you to be a part of his kingdom for the rest of your life. Amen. Now, I'm not going to pour out my personal testimony right now. Some of you know it. Some of you don't. But where I've been, where I've come from, the things I've done, that is special to me. That is special to me. So, you know, when we can come in and just give a little bit of the of temporal substance. Money's temporal. It's, you're not going to take it with you. Amen? Yes, we need it to function. Yes, we need it to live. Yes, we need it to buy groceries. But God set up a plan. God loves a cheerful giver. And you're not going to outgive him. Amen? And if you, when you sow seed with a cheerful heart, you're going to reap a harvest back. And you're not going to outgive God. Amen? So whenever, I mean, if I, even if he didn't, I mean, just the thought of salvation and getting to spend the rest of our lives, eternity, blessed in the, his presence, basking in his glory, that would be enough. Amen? But that's not it. That's not it. That's not all there is. He promises you. He promises you, give and it will be given. Press down, shaken together, and running over. Amen? Amen. All right, so get your wallets out. A few ways to give. Amen? We still take cold, hard cash and checks. There's uh, some deals on the seat backs there that's got the text to give information on it. We've got envelopes in the seat backs. You can go to lake-church.com and give that away. And we have the app on the telephone. i got to be honest, I'm not tax savvy, so I don't do that. My wife takes care of that stuff. So, But the shiny-headed man there in the back has a bucket <laughs> that you can throw your envelope in. <laughs> That you can throw your envelope in on the way out. Amen? All right, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your, for your goodness and your mercy, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you give seed to the sower. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you give seed to the sower and an abundance for every good work, Father God. So tonight... As we, present, as we 
move forward, Lord. We just thank you that you bless this service. We thank you that you bless our pastor, Lord, that you would give him utterance and power of the whole, and unction of the Holy Ghost tonight, Lord, to carry out your word. And we just thank you for all you're doing, accomplishing, manifesting in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pastor Greg. Amen. Good to see you, my brother. Appreciate you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Exodus 15, and we're going to continue here and be healed. You know, many times we, when we face symptoms in our bodies or get a bad report, we say, God, heal me, or I need healing. And God says, no, you need hearing. Amen. And I'm going to show you how God heals today. Amen. And uh, give you the, you know, the, the revelation that the word of God gives us in regards to walking in divine health and healing for your life. God desires. Jesus died and his body was totally annihilated and bruised so that you could be whole and healed. Amen. You know, you need to meditate on that and see Jesus taking those stripes upon his back because that was not something that was common. They did not usually scourge those that were going to be killed and executed on the cross. This was added. And the reason why it was added is because of Isaiah 53. Amen. Isaiah 53. He had to fulfill Isaiah 53. He fulfilled it before the foundation of the earth. He fulfilled it while he was walking on the earth because uh, Matthew eight seventeen says they brought unto him all that were sick and afflicted and those that had demons. And he cast out spirits with the word and he healed all that were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of Isaiah the prophet himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness and praise God he took it so that you don't have to take it amen, amen. and uh, it talks about that he um, he bore the word bore is the Hebrew word nasa and it means to lift up carry away and remove so he lifted up, carried away, and removed our sicknesses and our pains. How many believe that word? Amen? Praise the Lord. So we're going to find out today that, uh, you know, people will say this when they get a bad report. They say, well, if only Jesus was here. If only Jesus was here. You know, if I could just find Jesus, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, if I could just see him doing, going down the road. Well, guess what? If you're born again, again here today, Jesus, you don't have to find Jesus. He's right here in the center of you. And uh, the, the actual garment, the hem of his garment is on the inside of you. All the power that you need is within to bring about deliverance from sickness and disease and from demonic oppression. Amen. So let's look at Exodus 15, 26. Let's read that. We started with this scripture. Uh, this is right after they uh, got, um, they came to the bitter waters of Mara, and um, 
they couldn't drink the waters and they were thirsty. And uh, so Moses, as a good leader does, prayed and God said, showed him a tree. He showed him a tree and he said, throw that tree into the water and the bitter waters will be made sweet. Well, that tree is a type of that tree right over there. It's a type of the cross and it shows you that the cross going into the bitterness of sickness brings about the sweetness of healing. Let me say that again, because that's good. It says, when the cross is thrown in the bitterness of sickness, it causes sweetness to come, the sweetness of healing in our lives. Amen? And that's the whole purpose. By his stripes, you were healed, past tense. Amen? So he makes a uh, ordinance with them. This is after they, not uh, soon after they crossed the Red Sea. And it says, if you will diligently, what's that next word? Hearken, listen, hear, hello. So it has to do something with our ears, does it not? See, what we need to understand, both in the Hebrew and in the Greek, the word hear is not just sound waves touching your eardrums. The word here is synonymous with obey. Okay? So notice that. Anytime you see the word here, <coughs> you'll see several commands in the book of Deuteronomy where it says, Hear, O, hear, o Israel. The Lord our God is one God. Hear, O Israel. What's he saying? He's using the word shama or shimi which means to hear and to obey and to adhere to. It isn't just simply, oh, well, I heard that. No, in God's estimation, in both the Hebrew and the Greek, you never hear something unless you're obedient to it. That separates the men from the boys. There's a lot of people that have heard a lot of stuff, but they're not doing any of it. You haven't heard it as far as God's concerned. Okay? So it's important that you do that, that you understand that. Hear and obey are the same word in the Hebrew and in the Greek. Okay? So he says, if you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do that which is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments. Notice that, give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes. He says, next verse says, I will put none of the diseases on you that he put on judgment upon Egypt, on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord, your healer. Amen. The, the, uh, there's all different translations of this from the original Hebrew. One of, the, my, one of my favorites is, I am the Lord, your physician. I am the Lord, your health. Another one says, I am the Lord that fixes you. Amen. How many need a little fixing? Well, thank God we serve the Lord who fixes us. But notice it's associated with hearing something. Amen. If you'll hearken, if you'll give ear. Amen. Not only if you'll give ear, but if you'll trust me and step into what I'm telling you to do. He says, I'll always be the Lord that heals you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's go to the next verse there. 
I can't remember which one it was. Psalm 107, verse number 17. Now, this is very important. Psalm 107 is a psalm that you need to read over and over and over again because it uh, basically shows you how God delivers his people. And uh, he, he talks about several types of people in this psalm. He talks about those that are lost, that have wandered out of the way. It talks about those who have been foolish. It talks about those who have been storm-tossed and how many have ever been lost and foolish and storm-tossed in their life. Well, thank God, the prescription's the same regardless. And it's found in this verse, on the 17th verse, it says, Some were fools through their sinful ways, and because of their iniquity suffered affliction. Okay? They loathed any kind of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. How many have been there? Hello, I've been there. Then they cried to the Lord in their troubles, and he delivered them from their distress. How did he do it? He sent out his word. Oh, come on now. Hallelujah. He sent out his word, and he healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Amen. Keep it right there, on there. Oh, let, let them think. He sent out his word, and he healed them, and he delivered them from their destruction. Amen? So that tells me this. The healer is the word of God. Get a hold of that. The word of God is the healer today. The word made flesh walked the streets of Jerusalem and Judea. And he ministered to people and people sought to touch him. Why? Because he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. That's what he preached everywhere. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's, I've come to heal the brokenhearted. Amen. 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 So they were reaching out and they were touching him. It says that he would, he would cast out demons with a word. Amen. And many times he would say this, that your faith has made you whole. Well, how did their faith get activated? Through the words that he spoke. Through the testimonies that they heard about. The word becoming flesh in them caused them to be able to be healed and brought into, you know, uh, restoration in their bodies. But we have to understand today that the physical Jesus is seated at the right hand of God the Father. The physical Jesus is with the Lord, with the Lord God. The Holy Spirit is here, and the Holy Spirit is activated through the Word of God. So that tells you that I don't need to wait for a special man of God or a guru to walk through these doors. I don't need to have a special ministry gift, although there are people who are anointed to deal with sickness and disease. But you can get healed in your bathtub. You can get healed in your car going to work. You can get healed in the jail cell. You can get healed in the hospital bed. You can get healed any place, anywhere, because the healer is inside of you. And he is activated by the word of God. 
Well, if I could just get healed, you got to start. You got to change that. You got to change that. You got to change that thinking. His word heals. His word is the healer. Let me say that again. His word, I need to say it a million times till you get it through your thick head. The word is the healer. It's amazing. We've got people carrying around Bibles. Wondering why they're not healed and wondering why they can't tap into it and waiting for some kind of special prayer meeting or some kind of spooky part of the service. And all the while, they took home the very thing. That will bring healing to their lives. I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove it to you while we're here tonight. The word is the healer. Well, I'm not experiencing healing in my life. Well, how much have you brought proper reverence and respect to this? Well, I just wish I could just talk to Jesus. Well, this is what that book is. It's a conversation with the Lord. This is, this is Jesus in word form. Are you with me? Well, I just need more faith. No, you need more word. Because faith comes by what? Hearing. What what are you going to hear? The view? Fox News? No. Hear this. Because he sent out his word and healed them. And delivered them from their destruction. Amen. Let's go to the next scripture in there. We got that. Psalm 107. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. Amen. Let's go to the next verse here. Okay. Luke 5, 15. Now notice this. <clears throat> but now even more, the report about him went abroad and great crowds gathered to what? Well, they needed healing, didn't they? Most of them, don't you realize some of them came for, for healing? But no, they came first, and there's a reason why it's in this order. It's because the Holy Spirit wants us to get this revelation. They came first to hear something. And when they heard something, then they were healed of their infirmities. So that tells you this, that it's the word that came out of Jesus' mouth that when they believed and embraced that, regardless if he laid hands on them or regardless of whether they touched him or regardless of whether they just extended their faith towards them, they received healing by hearing something. Okay, you've got to understand that. Okay? The world says seeing is believing. Because the world system is based on the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. They believe seeing is believing. In the kingdom of God, get a hold of this, hearing is believing. In the kingdom of God, hearing is believing. I've said this for many times as we've taught on healing for many, many years. Believers... Praise God. See with their ears. 
believers see with their ears. You see, over here, I had them bring in the sin ball. How many remember the sin ball from about... I tell you what, that that thing, it has even got more sinful. (laughs) They brought it in. We had to spray some stuff on it. Jaden said it smelled, so we, we sprayed it down. But that's exactly what I wanted. Okay? There's two messages that are wanting to be heard when you are dealing with sickness in your body. It's what this says, and it's what this says. And you've got to make a decision that you realize that we see with our ears. Okay? So if I continue to look at this, which is a representation of all my lust and my desires and all my flaws and all my failures... If I continue to look at this and continue to hear what this says to me, how many realize that has a voice? Then it's going to block out this voice here. If I tend to continue to look at the natural and check my body and check my symptoms and check the amount of milligrams my meds are, or check what the doctor says and go on WebMD and look up and research all kinds of things, Google my ailment. I'm only looking at it from a source that cannot give me answers. Do you understand that? So I'm limiting my ability to hear what I need to hear Because my mind is filled with all kinds of other voices that are telling me something contrary to the Word of God. If I continue to look at that and continue to gauge my physical uh, health based upon my sin ball, and that's what a lot of people do. Well, you know what? I'm sick because of this. I'm sick because of this. If, I, if I'll just get rid of this, if I'll just change this, if I'll just do this, then God will heal me. Nothing could be further from the truth. Oh, you're, I don't know if you're getting a hold of this. See, that's, the minute someone gets sick, they start looking for something bad. Well, I did something bad. That's why this happened. I've got to look at myself. I've got to look in the physical mirror. No, you need to look in this mirror. This is the mirror you need to look at. Healing is not by merit. Healing is by mercy. Deliverance is not by merit. Deliverance is by mercy. You start looking at yourself, you will talk yourself out of a miracle. You will talk yourself out of healing. You'll talk yourself out of the benefits of God. You'll just say, well, I don't, you'll disqualify yourself. Yes. And that's just like, everybody's got this ball, man. Right. Everybody does. I mean, you live in this flesh, you're going to have some issues that you're dealing with in your life. And God, because of the, I hope you're getting the message this year for 2023. I hope you're getting the cross-eyed message. I hope you're getting the fact that God does not deal with you based upon your carnal nature. 
It isn't based upon your carnal mind. He operates in you and works through you through your spirit, which he has totally transformed, translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his son and vacuum packed, sealed your spirit with the Holy Spirit of God. And that is the basis by which he works in your life today. He does not work on the fact that you dot every I and cross every T. He doesn't work on the fact that you're just absolutely perfect in everything that you do and you don't go and see R-rated movies. But the enemy wants to get you to get over here when it comes to healing. He wants you to focus on this. He wants you to say, you know what? You're not healed. Oh, I, I, somebody's, somebody needs to get a hold of this. Because you're this and you're that and you're this and you remember this and look down here and look at that and look over here. And he wants you to look at all of your flaws, all of your weaknesses. And he wants to make you believe that God deals with you on the basis of those things. And that for some reason God is disturbed by you. That God has turned his back on you. That God has done like many people have done in your life and shunned you and said, until you straighten your act up, boy, you're going to be in this mess until you come right and you get rid of that stuff. And that's a trap of the enemy to put you six feet in the ground. Well, Siri got in on the action there. (laughs) So I shook her a little too much, I guess. Majority of Jesus, the people Jesus healed in his ministry were sinners. Just let that sink in. They had absolutely no basis whatsoever. None. He did it out of mercy. You can't get saved by merit. Can you get saved by dealing with your sin ball? Then why do you think you can get healed by dealing with your sin ball? Hello. That's a condemnation destroyer. When you begin to realize God does not deal with you on the basis of merit. He doesn't deal with you on the basis that you operate certain ways. Jesus took your infirmities and bore your sickness. And there's nothing hell can do about it. There's absolutely nothing hell can do about it. The devil can't even do it. The only thing he can do is deceive you. Get you looking at that. Well, you know what? You did this and you did that. And get you in. and see, what he wants to do is he wants to block your ability to hear the message of the cross. No. Well, let's look at the next scripture there, Kevin. Praise the Lord. This is Luke six seventeen, kind of a repeat. It says that he came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to what? Hear. 
boy, you see a pattern. You see a pattern within the next, you know, within two um, chapters. You see a pattern. They came to hear and to be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. Okay, so they came to hear something. What did they come to hear? The Spirit of the Lord's upon me. I've come to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of Jubilee. What was the year of Jubilee? Every man back to his possession. Everything that Adam lost, I'm regaining. It's the same message today. Same message today. Everyone's healed by that message. Everyone's set free by that message. Amen? I'm doing some review because it was two weeks before. Let's go to the next scripture here. It says in Matthew eight sixteen. it says, That evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons, and he cast out the spirits with what? With a word. Amen? And it says, And healed all who were sick. How many is all? Hello? This was to fulfill that which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and he bore our diseases. Amen? Let's look at another scripture here. All right. Isaiah 53, 1. Okay, notice, notice this. Who has believed what he has heard from us? Who has believed, I like the King James, who hath believed our report? Well, what, what's the majority of the report? Reports usually come auditory, don't they? You hear something. Amen. So he says, who has believed what he has heard from us and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Keep it right there. Keep it right there. Okay, notice this. The arm of the Lord has to do with the right hand of God. That's what it deals with, the right hand of God. Who is seated at the right hand of God today? We are in Jesus. Jesus and we are, are seated at the right hand of God the Father. What does that represent? The right hand of God the Father, according to Ephesians chapter 1, talks about the power of God. It is the power of God. Some have a dominant arm. You know, most people are not ambidextrous, okay? They have a dominant arm. The right hand of God is the strong arm of the Lord. It's the strong arm of the Lord. That means it's God's strongest arm. That means it's the one he arm wrestles with. Okay? And that arm is what raised Jesus from the dead. That strong arm is what raised Jesus from the dead. And guess what? When he raised Jesus, he raised you with him. And that's the reason why when you look at Ephesians chapter 1, you see all four words for power in the Greek in that verse. It's because it's the greatest exhibition of the power of God when he raised Jesus from the dead. So that tells me this. The arm of the Lord will be revealed to those who hear and receive the report. Amen. Let's go down a little further here. For he grew up before him like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Keep it right there. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We know that the actual Hebrew words are actually 
translated a man of pain and acquainted with sickness. <clears throat> and as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely, you can't get any more affirmative than that. You need a surely? It's right there. Surely, he has borne, lifted up, carried away, and removed our griefs, coli, sickness. That's what the actual Hebrew says. Surely he hath borne, lifted up, carried it away, and removed our sicknesses and carried our pains. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Now listen, listen. When someone was looking at the cross at 32 A.D., and they were standing before the cross, even Mary, even John, even the centurion, even anybody, they looked at it and they just saw a man executed. That's all they saw. They just saw a man executed. That's it. And to them, it was just an execution. He was controversial. Some believed he was innocent. Some believed he actually deserved everything that he got. Okay, it was only by the preaching of the gospel that we began to hear the reason for the cross. Because just at face value, we would just see a man executed. We wouldn't know what, or understand even what it is. But through prophets like Isaiah 400 years before, and then also the declaration of the apostle Paul and his x-ray view of the cross we begin to see that there's a message that comes from that day. And that that message is a message that will bring about healing, restoration, and deliverance. But if I just look at it at face value, even if I just simply believe that Jesus died for me, that's not enough. Stop looking at me so religiously. <laughs> did Jesus die for you? Absolutely he did. That's not enough. There's a whole lot of people believe Jesus died for them, but they're not really appropriating anything of the benefits of the cross in their life. They're not, you're not benefiting from it at all. They might have a ticket to heaven, but they've got hell on earth. Their bodies are racked with pain. They've got sickness and disease running rampant in their life. They can't seem to get any kind of idea. Why? Because they haven't got cross-eyed in regards to their sickness and disease. And you've got to get cross-eyed. But if you get over here and you start looking at this sin ball, and you start looking at yourself and judging yourself and judging your condition based upon what you've done and all of the dirty stuff that you put under the rug, you're going to obscure the cross. You're obscuring the cross. See, to deal with this is legalism. See, when I'm dealing with this, when I'm focused on this, I'm focused on trying to make myself better so that God will do something in my life. When the cross preaches that, listen, God's done everything he needs to do. Just simply believe. And then by that belief, then the work of sanctification can come into my life and I begin to tr be transformed by continuing to look at that. But I will not receive transformation by looking at that sin ball. I won't do it. 
I'm telling you, there's people in this house tonight, I know by the Spirit of the Lord, that are wrestling with their past right now, and they're not experiencing the miraculous power of God is because they're trying to clean this up. And they think, if I can just get, get it cleaned up, man, I'll be all right. If I can just get this in. And the Lord's saying, listen, get your eyes off of that. Get your eyes on my cross. Hear the message of the cross. If you'll look upon it and believe upon it, you'll both be forgiven and you'll be healed. Are you with me tonight? Hello, I'm running out of time, so let's go. It says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. See, someone on the outside of the cross, they just see a man pierced. They didn't know it was for them. They didn't have any idea. They didn't have a clue. Even Mary didn't even know this. He's unjustly, uh, you know, executed. He's, he's un, you know, that's all they saw. It was only until it was further revealed through the apostles and prophets of the New Testament that they were able to even see the fulfillment of this scripture right here, Isaiah 53. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Jesus died as us. Okay? Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, or with his bruise, or with his stripes, as the King James says, we are healed. Amen? So we need to understand that to them, they didn't see the work of the cross. It was only through the declaration of the gospel through the apostles and prophets that people began to hear what what about this cross? What about what Jesus did? And as they began to hear it, they began to be healed. Okay, let's go to another scripture here. I got a lot of scriptures here. Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 1. Now notice this. It said, My son, do not forget my teaching... But let your heart keep my commandments. Next verse. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Notice that. People say, well, you got a set time on the earth. You know, you only got this many years. And when God says it's over, it's over. that's not what that said. Come on now. Look at it. Go back to that first part. Let's read that again. My son, do not forget my teachings or don't forget my words. What's he talking about? He's talking about the scriptures. He's talking about the word of life. He says, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days. How many could use some length of days? And years of life and peace. How many realize that peace is absolutely the building block of healing? They will add to you. So that tells me this. The word of God, listening, adhering to, keeping the word in the midst of my heart, will add years to my life. 
Boy, you don't look like you believe that. But it's the truth. Because that's the word of God. That's Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 2. All right? Let's look at another one. Look at verse 3. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your, what's that next word? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. He says, listen, don't try to think it. How many want to figure it out? Does a baby, when a baby is being nursed by its mother, you think that baby's wondering, how does this milk come out of here? But many times, that's what we do. God wants to supply a source of healing in our lives, a source of provision in our lives, and we want to try to figure it out. Well, I don't understand how this worked. I don't, and, and even after we have prayed a, a prayer a petition, a prayer of faith, we even try to figure out how God's going to do it. Well, last time it came in the mailbox, so God lives in the mailbox. You know. Hello, we try to figure it out. It says, don't lean to your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Next verse. Be not wise in your own eyes. What's he saying? Don't be someone who thinks their own understanding and their own thoughts and their own wisdom is superior to God's word. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Now notice this next verse. It will be healing to your flesh. Very specific. Now is your spirit flesh? Well, most people will say this, most theologians. Well, he's talking about spiritual healing. That's not what he says right there. He says his words... By being attentive to his words, by being obedient to his words, by understanding and putting his words first place in your life, it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. And I'm telling you, that's where health comes from, comes from your bones. Hello. Your blood and the health of your blood has to do with your bones. And it says that his word, It will be, it doesn't say it will be like. It says it will be. Oh, come on now. Doesn't say it will be like. It says it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. How many could use some healing in their flesh and refreshment to their bones? Amen. Guess what? You got it in your hand. There are people that don't esteem the word. They don't esteem the word at all. There are people who come to church without a Bible. I'm sorry to say, it ain't going to cut it. If you're without a Bible tonight, there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. (laughs) And I'm not trying to condemn you. But I'm telling you, this book is the most important thing you'll ever have in your life. This is absolutely, if you don't have that estimation of the word of God, 
and you wonder why you're not experiencing victory and overcoming, it's because this is not a priority to you. Hello. And I'm not talking about getting a Bible plan, although that's a good start. That's a real good start, get a Bible plan. But you need to start interacting with it as if Jesus is sitting in a chair right across from you and you're able to communicate back and forth because this is the only book that you not only read, but it reads you. You know, we cry to God, heal me, Lord, heal me, Lord, deliver me. And the Lord says, come and sit down with me. Let's have a conversation. Sometimes we're way too busy to get in a conversation. Pastor, give me a scripture that will help me. Well, how about you get in there? Hello. How about you get in there, mine? You know, I, I, I've memorized all the healing scriptures. I can, I, can, I can go down through them from the Old Testament to the New Testament. But when it comes to times in which uh, I find myself battling infirmity in my body, I'll go through those healing scriptures as a general run-through. But through that general run-through, God will give me specific scriptures that don't even seem to be healing scriptures because all of his word is life. So it doesn't mean that, you know, you can read about David in, in, in 1 Samuel and get healed. You can read about uh, the judges and get healed. Why? Because we'll find out later, Jesus said, my words are life. Come on, spirit and life. So this is not Clancy. This is not Shakespeare. This is the living, breathing word of God. So that means that it should be held at a higher level level of veneration than any other book that you have. I've seen Bibles with coffee cup rings on them, and I just want to scream. Remote controls on top of the Bible, your phone on top of the Bible. I don't do that. When I set my phone down and my Bible's right there, I put it somewhere else. Now, I'm not saying that to be legalist or religious. It just means that I have placed this in a place of superiority that nothing gets on top of it in my mind. Amen? Listen, the Jews loved the Scriptures so much that when a Torah scroll got old, they would bury it like a person. If a synagogue caught on fire, they would run in and they would save the scrolls first, not your grandma. Hello? The word was important. Let's go to the next scripture before I get to meddling here. All right. <clears throat> Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with new wine. How many? That all comes 
through adhering to the word of God. Amen. So the next, we'll go, I think we're going to go to 410. Notice this. This is the, the book of Proverbs is filled with this stuff. Here, what's that next word? Hear, my son, my daughter. Amen. And accept my words. You got to hear, accept my words, that the years of your life may be many. So are you getting the picture that quality of life is in direct proportion to your word life? Most people won't even believe that. They won't even believe that. I'm telling you, it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. I've lived it. I've lived it. You know, when when I went through seasons in which, you know, I didn't have, um, you know, maybe I wasn't putting the word first place in my life. It's not that God was punishing me, but I, I began to get overcome by some things. How many know what I'm talking about? Well, all I got to do is pick it back up. All I got to do is double up. All I got to do is get in there. And I'm telling you what, the whole temper and tone of my life is transformed when I get into the word of God. And it doesn't matter what subject I'm in or what I'm reading. His words are spirit in their life. And they feed me and touch a place that can't be touched by anything of this world. See, we've got to learn to esteem this book. Because this is the healer today. Next scripture, okay? My son... Be attentive to whose words? Doctor's words? Politician's words? CNN's words? See, the problem is, is the enemy has got us focusing on natural things. And we're more attentive on natural words than we are spirit life words. Just as I'm speaking right here tonight, there are some of you that could care less about what I'm saying. But there are many of you that are saying, man, this is building something. You can feel something being built in you. You can feel it. It's as if God has pulled up a a truck that has all the construction equipment you need to build what you need. And he does it through his word. Because we see... With our ears. See, when I'm, when I'm preaching these scriptures, when I'm reading those scriptures from the word of God, you're seeing yourself whole. Yes. Every one of you are seeing yourself whole of something, redeemed from something. You're seeing deep breaths. You're seeing being able to run. You're seeing being able to bend. You're seeing being able to be restored, being able to uh, play catch with your kids. You're seeing something. Why is that? It's because the word is the creative power of God in the earth. And when the gospel is preached and when deliverance and, 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 and deliverance of the captives and the healing of the brokenhearted is proclaimed, the brokenhearted begin to get hope. 
It creates a vision. So what do you need to do now? You need to continue to be attentive to his words. Be attentive to his words. Now, uh, your heart has several gateways. And one of the main gateways to your heart is what you're attending to, where your attention is. Your heart can be fearful. How does it get fear? It attends to words that bring about fear. Hello, when you start hearing about people dying, people getting sick, or you're around people who have gotten sick, almost died, if you attend to that, if you continue to put your attention on that, it's going to create the atmosphere of fear. So one way or one gateway into your heart, which is a combination of your soul and your spirit, your spirit's vacuum packed, it's sealed. It can't be touched by it. But your soul, your mind, will, and emotions can be afflicted by fear. And it can cause oppression. And the whole goal of the enemy is to oppress the three compartments of your soul to suppress the hidden man of the heart. Because the answer is on the inside of you. Healing power is on the inside of you. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you. And that same spirit quickens, makes alive your mortal body. So you have to understand that it's not just restorative stuff that's on the inside of you because, you know, God wants to restore your body when it's infirmed or it's diseased. But there's also creative capability. And I don't think we've really stepped into that much. There's creative capabilities that can reignite and restart kidneys, strengthen hearts, drive out tumors, and grow organs. But where's your attention? Most people say, well, I don't have enough faith. Well, listen, Jesus said if you had the faith of a mustard, mustard seed. So it don't take much. But we all know how faith comes. <clears throat> and as we continue to hear what happens, the capacity of faith grows within us. And we're able to believe for the impossible. Because faith just reaches into the unseen and grabs it and draws it into the scene. That's what faith does. Okay? Are you with me tonight? Okay, so he says, my son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear. That's another, that's another pathway to your heart is your ear, is your hearing. Okay? 
But notice it says, incline your ear to my sayings. Now, this is where a lot of people mess up. is because when it talks about an inclined ear, it, it, it gives you a picture of someone that's leaning in close uh, to hear what someone is saying. That they have taken away all distraction and every other voice that is around them and they're inclining. Because guess what? The enemy's not going to stop talking. The symptoms aren't going to stop talking. The doctor's report isn't going to stop talking. So you've got to learn to incline your ear. And that has to do with your attitude towards the word. Because incline means, you know, if, if, if um, the Drakes are trying to talk to me and Karen's trying to say something that I need to hear and they're trying to tell me a story about their past weekend, you know, I'm going to have to glean in and I'm going to have to get that message because uh, that message is important because, you know, I love you, but I love her. I mean, I just absolutely, I just think that she is important and what she says is important. Do you see what I'm saying? So I'm going to incline my ear to it. My attitude towards what she says is going to be of greater value and greater importance than what you're saying. Even though I love you and I want to hear about your weekend. <laughs> Wonderful. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but no, if my wife is saying we're going to Mexicali, you know, I need to know that information because it will affect me. Okay? It will affect my future. Amen. So you've got to have an attitude towards the word. Now I'm going to get on my soapbox. Today we hear about worship, worship, worship. Praise, praise, praise. I've had people come to me and say, you know what? We need a longer praise service. We need six songs. We need five songs. Well, first off, count me out. Okay? Because guess what? Praise and worship doesn't heal you. Oh, you don't like that. You don't like that. Is it a component in your relationship with God? Absolutely it is. Is it important? It surely is. I'm not diminishing it at all. But it's the word that God has said above his own name. And there seems to be a diminishment when you have a 45 to 50 minute praise and worship and a 15 to 20 minute message. You ain't going nowhere, brother. You're not getting off the ground. You're not getting off the ground. And people get upset. Well, pastor, he'll preach an hour. I'm, I'd preach two, three hours. See, you've got to learn to incline your ear. What, what, did, what did God speak to, to Joshua? He said, this book of the law, or this word of God. You shall meditate in it what? On Wednesdays and Sundays? Is that what it said? It said day and night. And there are people that will sit there and tell you, I can't meditate and think about something day and night. You already do. It's not a question of whether or not you can do it or not. 
You're already using your mind. You're already building things in your head. You're already walking and talking and acting in accordance to what you have been meditating on this entire week. Yes, you can. You can regulate your mind. You can get your mind to think on the right things. You have the mind of Christ. You've got the word of God. People won't incline their ear. I told you this story before, but, but it bears repeating. You know, back in the day, Karen and I were broke. I mean, we put our groceries in layaway. You know, I mean, goodness gracious. Broke. We ate so many grilled cheese sandwiches that I was plugged up for five years. <laughs> It was government grilled cheese sandwiches, too. That's that's the best kind of cheese. Hello. You know, we couldn't buy real shampoo. We'd have to buy those 55-gallon drums of suave with the pump, you know. We lived in bad neighborhoods. Every time you shut a window, you squash somebody's fingers. Some of you get that a little bit. We didn't have any money. So we got born again, saved, and we had our first child. And and I began to feel the call to go into ministry. And so I began to investigate where to go to Bible school. And God was leading me to go to Ramah. So I would go to services there before the school started, you know, and they, uh, you know, they'd have all these wonderful tape series, you know, Brother Hagin's tape series, and I wanted some of them, but they were $55, $40, $20, even $10 was just too much for me. And so they had this rack that was called Dollar Tapes. And they basically, they were, you know, duplicates of parts of the series that you'd get like, you know, uh, God's medicine part four, you know, and you'd get it and you'd buy it for a dollar. And that's all I could afford. But I remember I bought a, 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 a tape for a dollar and it's all I had. And I took and I put that tape in and I listened to it and brother Hagen was teaching and it changed my life. I listened to that thing until the thing stretched out and was no longer able to run from reel to reel. It would not work anymore. I would not only listen to it myself multiple times. I would, anybody that would ride with me. We weren't listening to Houses of the Holy by Led Zeppelin. We were going to be listening to Brother Hagin talk about his rock wall vision. And I mean, some of them liked it, some of them didn't like it, but they got that as I was riding because I was listening, I was hearing, I was being attentive. And it so changed and transformed my life, and the tapes that I would get there would so change and transform my life that I wanted to give them to somebody else. I wanted to share them. How many know what I'm talking about? I wanted to share it. So I would give them to friends. Hey, you got to listen to this. They just sit there and cried on my shoulder for an hour and a half. And I give them a tape. I said, you know what? This is exactly what you need. I gave them a tape. What was it up? They said, oh, is this music? 
No. It's uh, preaching. What? <laughs> preaching? Hello. Because if you went to churches like we went to churches in those days, you were ready to get out after the first, you know, 15 minutes. You were ready to leave. You didn't want to hear no more of that. <laughs> Come on now. Let's just be honest. You didn't want to hear any more of that. So it was odd for them to want to do it. They just thought, well, all right. Well, I said, take it. It'll bless you. It'll help you in your situation. Okay, well, I'll take it. All right. I'll listen to And then you get with them a week later. Hey, did you listen to that? No, I didn't listen to that. Two weeks, month later. Man, I tell you what, what do you think about that tape? Well, I listened to a little bit of it. <clears throat> I don't know if I believe that. See, the problem is, is, is steaming the word of God. The reason why, see, God has made a basis for every believer that is fair and just. It's what are you going to do with his word? That's fair and just. There's some people, they don't want nothing to do with the word. They don't even have a Bible. Don't even have a Bible. You can go to church. Don't even have a Bible at home. They don't esteem the word at all. They're just here. Get a little pick me up, you know, get me through. Because you know what? Guess what? It's Wednesday. I got to have me something to boost me over in to Friday, because Friday is my day. Hello? They don't have anything. They don't even open this book. If they have one, they don't even open this book. I can tell, man. I can tell. I can tell when you got them new Bible pages. I know you ain't been in that book. I know you ain't been in that book. Got the gold still on them, shining. You can see yourself in the reflection. Somebody ain't been turning no pages. <clears throat> Preacher tells you to turn to a chapter and the pages still stick together. There's something wrong, brother, with that kind of estimation of the Word of God. I mean, there needs to be evidence. Your quality of your life depends on what you do with this book. The quality of your health, the quality of your relationships doesn't mean it's going to exempt you from test and trial. You're going to go through test and trial. It doesn't necessarily even mean that you won't be afflicted with symptoms. It just means that the overcoming power of God, the faith that overcomes the world comes by hearing and being attentive to his words and inclining your ear to his saints. That means above all, guys, above all, I'm going to hear the word. I don't care what Robert Plant sings. I don't care what Roger Daltrey sings. I don't care what uh, Eminem raps. Boy, that's old, man, rapping. I'm showing my age. Hello, I could care less 
what's on the radio in popular music. I got to hear the word because Jesus' words are spirit and life. Mm. And so I need to be attentive. Somebody starts talking about the Bible, my ears perk up. Somebody starts bringing up a scripture or bringing up a testimony of what God's done with them, and I, man, my ears perk up. I want to know. I want to hear. I want to, I want to learn more. Hello. Thank God for YouTube. Thank God for all of the social media that's out there. Thank God for train TV. Hello. You can absorb and take in. And I'm telling you what, you can develop an appetite for anything. Some of you say, well, I can't sit through no minute. Well, just, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Now, I guarantee you, you'll be hooked. You'll be hooked because it's food. Amen? Let's go to the next verse here. All right. I'm running out of time. <clears throat> Hallelujah. You got it? Okay, well, I'll just read it then. All right. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them escape your sight. Don't let them escape your sight. So that's another gateway to the heart is what you see. What you hear, what you see, what you... All right, we got it back. All right, man, you're quick. He's our new IT, you know, I'm just... Let them not escape from your sight. Notice that. We got to watch what we're looking at. Remember, that's what we talked about in Cross-Eyed. What's the enemy want to do? He wants to storm the gateways of your heart. By getting you to attend to things that he wants you to look at. There's sin ball. Hello. Getting you to hear contrary messages and get you to see things that are contrary to what you believe. And that's what he wants to do. But guess what? God gave us a book. God gave us a book. Amen. Amen. Hello. Keep them within your heart. Keep them within your heart. Okay? For from it, no, no, notice this. It says, for they are life to those who find them. Now, he's not talking about that you can find John 3.16 in your Bible. That's not what he's talking about. I'm going to close with this. I've went too long, but you need to hear this. Okay. We hear in, uh, in Romans chapter 10, it says, so then faith comes by what? And hearing by the, the word of Christ is really what the, uh, the, the Greek says, the word of Christ. And that's a very important translation. Okay. It's Christos. It's not Deo or Christos. What does Christos represent? It represents the living anointed word. Okay, there's a difference. There's the Logos, and then there's the Rhema. The Logos word of God is the word on the page. The Rhema word is when that word on the page 
comes alive. Now, how many have experienced the word quickening you, coming alive? It's like it jumped off the page. It just, you know, you've read that verse a million times, and then all of a sudden it just like lightning bolts come out and just shock you right in the eyes. Hello. And you know, my goodness, I've heard from the Lord. And then you try to tell people, I heard from the Lord. Well, what would you hear? What what'd you hear? By his stripes I'm healed. Well, I've heard that. <laughs> no, you didn't hear that. Not the way I just heard it. That means you found it. Oh, you're not getting this. That means you found it. It's no longer just a word that you read on a page and agree with. It's a word that has actually implanted itself on the inside of you and now has taken up residence. Because once you get a revelation from God and God's word, it can never be taken away from you. You've got to find it. And I'm telling you what, I'm not talking about legalism here, but it takes some work to find it. Hello. Jesus said it this way in the fourth chapter of, of the gospel of Mark. He said this. He said, take heed what you hear. Take heed what you hear. The Amplified says this way. For the amount of thought and study that you give to what you hear is the amount of power and virtue. See, that's what I need. I need power. I need virtue. Come on now. I need the anointing. How about I don't just need a, a dull, dry word. I've been in a lot of places that read out of this Bible, and it was just as dry as a desert. See, it says the word of the anointed. Faith comes by hearing the word of the anointed. So it's when the anointed word is being projected forth, and there's power and electricity and life and, and strength and healing and miraculous power that's in that word. How many believe that when Jesus spoke that there was electric, man? When he spoke, it says that the power of the Lord was present to heal. Why? Because the word created the atmosphere. It created the, the anointed word. I can listen to messages over and over and over again, just like I used to music. I could listen to a song over and over, repeat, 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 repeat. I can do the same thing with messages, and I can tell you this. There are times I'll go through a message 21, 22 times, and then on the 23rd time, how many know what I'm talking about? I can go through, like one time the Lord said, I want you to go through the book of James. I want you to read it every day. Our first day, I'll read the book of James. Second day, I'll read the book of James. Third day, I'll read the book of James. Fourth day, I'll read. Fifth day, whew. See, this is finding. See, the first trip you need to take is get in the Logos. When you're, when, you're, when you're sick in your body, when you have to get to the Logos, get to the Word. Just start reading the Word. Just start reading the Word. Doesn't even have to be the healing scriptures. Get in the Logos. 
You get in the Logos, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 12, for the word of God is alive and active. So all of a sudden, you begin to interact with it. It starts interacting with you. And then all of a sudden, you get these little things that said, well, turn over to here. Remember that over here? Remember pastor said that? Remember Kevin said this? Remember Bob said that? Remember Leela said this? How many know what I'm talking about? Remember that scripture Karen brought up last Sunday? And all of a sudden you're going, you're making, you're connecting dots. You're, you're going over here and you're connecting dots. And what's happening is the word is being found. It was there all along. But it's being found. And notice it's life to those who find them. So you're only going to get to life when you hear and embrace it and it becomes alive in you. And that's not every time you hear it. That's the reason why faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. See, I could, I could maybe, you know, say Joel comes to me and says, man, I've got a bad report. I need you to pray with me. Uh, you know, and, and I just open up the healing scripture and read a few healing scriptures. That does not necessarily mean that faith has arrived. We're so easy to just start laying our hands on people and they haven't heard. So what, what, what could we say? They, they, they're life to those who truly heard them. We could say that, couldn't we? Based upon what we know, they, they truly heard that. Now, I'll tell you something about my journey, uh, my healing journey, is there are times when I'll get into the Word of God and I'll just know, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. And I'll just walk in that. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. But then there's other days when it's, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. And there's even more days where, by the stripes of Jesus. Come on now. What is it? It's a progression of finding the life in the scriptures. Okay, now notice this, and healing to our spirits. Is that what it says? No, it says it's healing to all of our flesh. So if your flesh needs healing, guess what? The word of God is healing. Now the actual Hebrew says is medicine, is medicine to all of our flesh. It doesn't say it's like medicine. It says it is medicine. So before you go down to Walgreens, get into this medicine, the medicine. I'm not saying not go to Walgreens. I'm not saying not go to the doctor. Get in the medicine cabinet. How does medicine work? You take it. Sometimes one to two to three times a day with food. Hello. 
and you does when you have a symptom and you take that pill, does it the symptom immediately go away? Why? Because the medicine goes in what? The system. So when it comes to taking in the Word of God, reading the Word of God, you've got to let it get into your system. And the more you take, you can't OD on it. There's no side effects. I mean, isn't it amazing all these drug commercials at the end of them? You know, they put all the side effects and one of them is might kill you. And then even worse, might not even work. Hello, but you're going to spend, you know, $800 a month on it. Listen, I'll tell you a story. I had a good friend help me start this church here. His dad was given a bad report on his stomach. The man, I I mean, they were talking cancer. They were talking all kinds of things in his stomach. And uh, he told me about his dad, and I said, let's go over to your dad's house, and let's just sit down and open the scriptures to him. He said, my dad's getting so tired of eating pudding because that's all he can keep down is pudding. And he was eating pudding for weeks, tapioca at that, and that is gross. Hello. There's something about that texture that I just cannot take. And so we went over there, and he was not uh, schooled in the Word of God at all. And we just sat down, and I read every healing scripture that was there. And I said, Junior, we're going to pray. Do you believe those scriptures? He said, I believe them. If they're, if it's in that book, you know, if it's in that book, I believe it. And he took hold of it, and we laid hands on him. I didn't hear nothing for a couple weeks. Finally, I saw my friend. I said, how's your dad? He said, Greg, he's a new man. He's eating steak. He's eating pork. He's eating everything that he wants to eat and having no digestive problems whatsoever. Nothing. Clear. Why? Because the Word. The Word is the healer. Greg's not the healer. The Word's the healer. The Word went forth. The laying on of hands was just simply a point of contact in which he released his faith in what he heard. The woman who had the issue of blood, she reached out for the hem of his garment based upon what she heard. She wouldn't even reach for that hem if she hadn't heard something. Blind man Bartimaeus tore off his robe, tore off his beggar's coat because he'd heard something, that Jesus was one who healed the blind. He tore it off and he came to Jesus and said, Have mercy on me, thou son of David. Jesus said, do you believe I'm able to do something? Well, how did he get that belief? He heard something. He said, I believe. He said, what do you want me to do? That I may regain my sight. He said, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Are you getting a hold of this? We don't preach this way anymore. We need to. 
when people get so upset, you know, and, and, and most people read this verse right here. They say, they, when they go through them, my son, be attentive to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, let them not, not escape your sight, keep them from the mature, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. So they only emphasize the good part when you are totally dismissing your role. That's God's part. You're trying to do God's part. Do your part. Do your part. Be attentive. Cline your ear. Don't keep them out of your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. That's what you need to focus on. Jesus said, take heed to what you hear. He also said in Luke, take heed to how you hear. He says, for the amount of thought and study, the amount of meditation, you shall meditate in this word day and night. The amount of meditation. Mm, hello, come on. You want some more? The amount of thought and study you give to what you hear is the amount of power and virtue that is measured back to you. And to him that has shall more be given. Revelation builds and builds and builds. I got one more scripture. One more and I'll I'll let it down or I'll let Kevin tackle me. (laughs) First Thessalonians. See, you've got to start receiving the word as if it's the word of God. Notice what it says in verse, chapter 2, verse 13. And we also thank God constantly for this, that when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it. Notice, you accepted it, not as the word of men. Not as the word of men. But as what it really is, the word of God. You got to make a decision right now. Is this the word of men or is this the word of God? Why do I have to? Because it's the difference between death and life. Amen. Notice this. Because. Notice what he says. Which is at work in you. Who believe. Look at that phrase. The word that they accepted and believed is at work in them because they believe. Let me, another translation. Weiss says this, which is being constantly set in operation in you who believe. The word of God is constantly being set in operation in you. Because you believe. Another translation. Uh, The Amplified. It says. Which is effectively. At work in you. Who believe. Exercising its inherent supernatural power. In those of faith. Faith. 
Listen, you cannot just come to church and just sit through a message and just leave and think you're going to get anything out of it. You have to be an active participant, inclining, being attentive, inclining, and keeping it before your eyes even after you leave this place because as you do, as you receive it as the word. See, if more people believe that what we preach is the word of God, then they would take it a whole lot more seriously. But most of the time they say stuff like, well, I've heard that before. You ain't going to tell me anything. I've had people come, you ain't going to learn me nothing. I've been in this game for 40 years. I've heard from the best. You ain't going to teach me nothing, you young whippersnapper. I've heard people tell me that. Well, that's not being attentive. That's not inclining. And there are people that will give respect of persons and will only listen to certain people and won't listen to others because they don't believe it's the Word of God. See, that's that. you wonder why your body's not... Hello. I remember one time my pastor was a strong, my, uh, my father in the faith, he was a strong teacher of the word. I mean, he would teach and people would come. And when he would go on vacation, we'd have about 60% not even show up. Hello. And I remember, you know, uh, his wife uh, would come up and she would minister. And I remember one time she ministered and it was a good solid word. It was a good solid word. That was the word of God. And she uh, gave an altar call and no one came up. No one did. Now, if he would have gave that same message, used the same scriptures, they would have respect towards him and they would come up in there. And I, the Lord had me get up. And I, I didn't rebuke them. I just said, listen, this is the word of God. And you've got to learn that no matter what vessel it comes through, Oh, come on now. What vessel it comes through? It's the word of God. And it should be received as such, and it should be embraced as such, and you should esteem it no matter what mouth it comes out of. Because it works in you. I said it works in you. Whether it comes out of a 15-year-old kid, whether it comes out of an 85-year-old man, whether it comes out of anybody, when the Word of God is preached and declared, there is inherent power. For where the Word of the King is, there is power. And when when His Word is spoken, the atmosphere for the miraculous and healing is always present. Always. You don't have to wait for it. You don't have to say, well, I, he better get to that altar call. because I need. No, you can take a hold of it right now. In fact, the power of God is right now in your midst. Jesus sat down and said, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. What was he saying? The scripture I just gave to you, it's active and alive. Get a hold of it. That's what he's saying. Grab a hold of it. You don't need my hands on you. You don't need anything else. You, what you need to do is just take down from the uh, unseen realm, drag it down into your spirit, and let it heal your body. Come on now. I'm telling you what, I just think people are going to pop up 
and say, my goodness, it's gone. They're going to say, praise God, I'm healed, I'm well. And it's not going to be anybody touching them. It's not going to be anybody praying for them. It's going to be because of the word of God. They're going to learn how to drag that thing into their life, bring it into subjection, bring it into their spirit and cause it to eliminate sickness and disease from their life. I'm telling you, this is how Jesus preached. This is how Paul preached. This is how the the apostles preached. This is how men of God and women of God should preach. We sit and wait for the man of God to spill himself out. And then we kind of wonder, what do we do now? No, we are companions. We are, uh, we are people that are in unison, working together. As the word goes forth, then your faith needs to be active. Your antenna needs to be up. Your receiver needs to be on. And whether I'm talking or someone's talking about marriage our finances are healing. Praise God, your antenna, your receiver is red hot, ready to get a hold of it. Praise God, get a download of life and spirit. And all of a sudden you're wondering, wow, I don't have that. Pro- what happened here? I don't. Where'd that go? I don't understand that. You'll bend down to pick up your grandkids and say, what was that? And you'll give a few little tests. Honey, would you come over here? I, I think something's happened. You're going to be reading a book and all of a sudden you're going to be taking those glasses off. I can see. Hello, you're going to take a good three, four, five mile walk, not be breathing heavy. You'll be wondering, when that happened? Some of you are going to have babies. The doctor said you couldn't have them. All of a sudden you're pregnant. Why? Because you gave attention to his word. You inclined his ear to the saying. You esteem the word. You put thought and study to it. I, I, I don't know why Wade's laughing about that. I don't, I don't think Christina wants to be pregnant. <laughs> Hello. You're going to get in your truck and reach for your skull, and you're going to think, man, what a, I don't even like this. Oh, that tastes weird to me. I don't think I need to be doing that anymore, you know. Or reaching for your smoke and go. Something's different. Come on now. Come on now. It it, it doesn't always have to be spectacular, but it's always supernatural. Hello, Linda, I just think, man, it's just going to kick in. You're going to be in there and all of a sudden it's just, oh my goodness. The rest of your body is going to have to catch up with that knee. Hello? 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 Come on now. Praise God. Things that cause you high anxiety. You're thinking, oh, I, I should be climbing the walls right now. I should be, uh, it's gone. 
It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Pains in your neck. Hearing loss. You're cutting the grass and all of a sudden you realize you don't have one of them masks on. And you're not snotting up a storm. Why? I'm telling you, you get into this, you take your medicine, you make that a concerted effort, take this medicine. It's life and spirit. So every time you sit down with the Bible, say, you know what? I'm going to take my medicine today. And the words that Jesus speaks to me, they are spirit and life. So they're coming into my body, coming into an agreement with my recreated spirit and and is energizing life throughout my body. I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. We're late. We're late. Your guys are mad at me, and the workers are mad. But you got you got to get a hold of this stuff. You got to get a hold of this. We're trying, we're trying to get you where your focus is where it needs to be. Because in this present distress, and there is distress of nations. There's two things you need to be able to do the will of God for your life. You need to have provision, and you need to have health. And thank God Jesus took care of both. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to tell you, Rick Renner's going to be here. We will have guests. I don't know how many guests we'll have since it's a Sunday morning. So I would encourage you, if you could park in the back parking lot, we would be very happy that you would do so, making way for people that don't know how to park, where we're at, and things of that nature. So we've got the back parking lot. Let's fill that up. And let's just open our hearts to the man of God that's coming and also to the guests that are coming and uh, be just extend a hand, give up a seat, do what you need to do. Listen, you're going to be able to see, you're going to be able to hear. It's going to be good. And uh, we're just going to have a good time. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.